Welcome back to the most accurate podcast here at 4 for 4 Football. As always, I'm your host, John Daigle, here for the Week 10 Waiver Wire Preview. We are just a few weeks out from the fantasy playoffs beginning for everyone who has survived, but still a couple high-ceiling stashes available to you. And as always, all of them are discussed at 44.com where the waiver wire is available by Monday afternoon and updated through Wednesday night. As always, you can join us at 44.com for all the fun using the promo code YouTube for a 25% discount off for the rest of the season as we try to recoup those perhaps season-long losses, whether you join our DFS or betting chat. Either way, over half the season left to get in on the fun. And if you go to the site today, you will see that in the waiver wire column, it is none other than Quentin Johnston being the number one pickup among the Chargers receivers. Because with Joshua Palmer now on injured reserve and out, out at least the next four games for Los Angeles, odds are that Johnston will finally be unleashed in two wide sets. And what we saw most recently as we record this just before Monday Night Football and simply cross our fingers, nothing changes, is that Justin Herbert's 5.4-yard depth of target against the Bears in Week 8, the 34th lowest A dot among all quarterbacks to play that week, is actually good news for Johnston. Because remember, at TCU, across three seasons for his career, Johnston averaged a career 7.7 yards after the catch per reception. He is not a deep threat. In fact, even at 6'3", 208, that's what he was bad at doing since he finished with the 11th fewest contested catches out of 102 receivers with at least 100 targets in the Power 5. He's bigger Brandon Ayuk and needs to be utilized underneath as such. So if the Chargers are now with Austin Eckler back in the fold, getting the ball out of Herbert's hands quickly and utilizing Johnston underneath and over the middle of the field for crossing routes, that is how we unlock his ceiling. And that's why I'm excited for him moving forward. If you don't need a wide receiver and you're instead looking at who the number one running back pickup might be, I turn to undrafted free agent Keaton Mitchell. Because on the surface, people will look at Mitchell's box score, nine carries, a team I, 138 rushing yards, and one touchdown, and that absolute drowning of the Seahawks in week nine. But if you peek under the hood, you'll see that Keaton Mitchell actually tied Gus Edwards and Justice Hill with four carries each in the first half. He was used out of the gates in a running back rotation and arguably offers the most explosiveness out of their entire backfield given his 99th percentile 4-3-7-40 straight line speed. He's not coming for Gus Edwards' goal line role because unlike a running backs we see run into their center around the league when the field gets condensed, Gus Edwards has been awesome at the goal line. He's converted his eight carries inside the five-yard line into six touchdowns, and that's good enough to keep Mitchell out of that goal line touchdown equity range. But just given his explosiveness and the fact he pops on film every time you see him touch the ball, even if he's in a 30-40% timeshare with Hill and Edwards, Keith Mitchell can get there in one of the most, if not the most, explosive offense in the league. So we should be high on Mitchell for the fantasy playoffs and moving forward for bye weeks. 
If you are looking for a, another wide receiver to plug in immediately, since we have four potent offenses, including the Dolphins and Eagles, on bye this week, I turn to Noah Brown because it may have seemed like it's 100 yards and a touchdown from C.J. Stroud this past week came out of nowhere, but he's now eclipsed a 15% target share in three consecutive games since returning from injured reserve. And in his four starts for the Texans this year, he's actually averaged a 78% route participation starting in three wide sets. This week, the Texans have the Bengals, which is projected for the second highest total of the week. So I have no issues locking in Noah Brown as a wide receiver floor or flex, flex option if you are trying to pad for those buys. And if you're looking for a tight end to get through because you may have lost Dallas Goddard, I do look to Kate Otten because Otten has run a route on over 80% of dropbacks for the Bucks in every game since week three. They're using him as an every down tight end. The issue is that he had struggled to earn targets. But in his last three games now, a 14.6% target share, 15.3%, and this past week, a team-high 30% target share against the Texans. We're expecting that this upcoming game between the Bucks and the Titans to shoot out, given how poor both secondaries are. But either way, now that the Bucks and Baker Mayfield are trusting Kadon, we should actually trust him too as a low-end tight end one for the rest of the season. For deep cuts today, lots of receivers and running backs. I would actually trust to pad for the bye weeks too if you are struggling with injuries across the league, as we all are. And first up, I look to Marvin Mims, who I know we've talked about a lot on this show over the year. And with Brandon Johnson on injured reserve in the Broncos' last two games for their bye, Mims did actually receive a usage bump behind the scenes, running around on 44% and 42% of Denver's dropbacks in three wide sets. It just happened to amount to two targets, and one carry for a total of negative 10 yards. Don't worry about that part, because maybe Sean Payton and the Broncos integrated Mims more into their offense over the bye week. So this is the last time we will be talking about him, barring an injury to Cortland Sutton or Jerry Judy, assuming that a bye may give Mims a slight bump in usage moving forward. Prize Picks is North America's largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform and one of the most exciting ways to play DFS. And best of all, Prize Picks is simple. Just choose between two to six players and pick more or less than their Prize Pick stat projection. It's that easy. Quick withdrawals, an enormous selection of players, and you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. But it doesn't stop there. PrizePix even offers in-game projections. Imagine gathering at the house, watching football with your friends, and building an entry to cheer for together with more A.J. Brown receiving yards or less Jordan Love passing yards. Now, it's possible. Just go to prizepix.com accurate and use the promo code accurate to match your first deposit up to $100. PrizePix, daily fantasy sports made easy. Last week when we talked, the trade deadline was 24 hours away. And the most impactful, sadly, for 
receivers at the trade deadline move was Donovan Peoples-Jones getting stripped to Detroit. And the Browns came out against the Cardinals instead, not with Marquise Brown or David Bell in three wide sets, but with third-round rookie Cedric Tillman running around on 72% of dropbacks, including 84% in the first half before the Browns just wiped the floor with Arizona. And Tillman is an interesting player. He first broke out as a 21-year-old with 64 catches, 1,000 receiving yards, and 12 touchdowns against SEC competition. And then last year, alongside Jalen Hyatt at Tennessee, started to lap those numbers with six catches for 83 yards and nine catches for 162 yards and a touchdown in his first two games before suffering an ankle injury. Tillman, for his career, only averaged 2.9 yards after the catch per reception at 6-3-2-13. He's not the kind of receiver that gets downfield and burns opposing cornerbacks. But he is the prototypical X wideout the Browns can feel comfortable leaving on an island as a possession receiver similar to DeAndre Hopkins. And the Browns need that kind of player to earn a larger role, especially since Elijah Moore has failed to make an impact with less than 60 receiving yards in any game. If Tillman is now suddenly in two or three wide sets for Cleveland and earning that larger role, he's someone I'm comfortable picking up in deeper 14-team leagues. With Cam Akers done for the year, we can go back to leaning on our preseason analysis of Ty Chandler behind Alexander Madison because nothing has changed. Madison continues underwhelming with 3.6-yard carry. He's turned his nine carries inside the 10-yard line into not a misspeak, negative four rushing yards, and remains the wide remains the running back 33 in points per game. But Chandler is still the type of backup we want to bet on, given his 95th percentile speed, a 4.3840 at 5'11", 204 pounds, which comps him to Jamal Charles and Tevin Coleman as an 85th percentile athlete. He's merely a contingency player right now. But as we continue shuffling the back end of our benches for players with actual ceilings, Chandler does offer the athleticism just in case he were to earn a larger role or if Madison were injured for the fantasy playoffs. And finally, Jamar Chase came down hard on his back on Sunday night. We knew he would be dealing with pain on Monday, but the Bengals have listed him day to day. And we haven't seen a, a game without Jamar Chase this year. But we have seen one game without T. Higgins. And in that one in particular, it was Trenton Irwin who ran around on 81% of dropbacks and earned 10 targets for a 22.2% target share behind Chase's 14 targets. If we don't think T. Higgins is going to take on that Jamar Chase role and absolutely dominating targets if Chase were injured for this upcoming week against the Texans, Trenton Irwin is someone I don't mind plugging in to 12-team leagues as a flex option immediately in that salivating matchup against Houston that we just discussed earlier with a 47.5-point total. Reminder, everything, including streaming quarterbacks, if you want to hear about Will Levis and Josh Dobbs, will be ranked in the waiver wire column and updated accordingly through Wednesday night. We will also be back with our weekly preview show between myself and John Paulson Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern to get you ready for all those start-sit conundrums you may have. Until then, you know the rules. 
be a little bit kinder than what's required. We'll see you next time.